Hello, this is the Wizard's Respite, the show that we talk about all things TTRPG. I'm Ash, and as always, I'm here with my partner, Zachariah from Old Band Gaming. Uh, Zach, how are you doing? Hi, Wiz! New Year, we're back from the holidays, man. It's exciting. <clears throat> we survived it somehow. Yeah, every year I, I get a little bit closer to not surviving it. Crawl through it, hands and knees... Just coming out, dirt on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that's definitely been this year. Um, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I still have a little bit of a a, a crack from getting sick. The holidays oh. took it out of me so badly it hit my immune system. That's the worst. That's the worst when you get sick around this time too. Uh, I, I will say this: sometimes I do hope for sickness just because of all the places you have to visit. You know, like, so you could just say, I'm sick. I'm going back to bed. You guys wake me when the holidays are over. Um, but, yeah, holidays are over. And uh, I do want to, before we get into the, the crux of the show, uh, I just want to say thanks to philbilly 330 who commented on our, uh, on our last episode, which was Gaming Resolutions. Um, and he has informed me that this is one of the, this is his favorite show that we do. So I got to read out his comment. Uh, very good, entertaining show, guys. My New Year's TTRPG rev- uh, resolutions. One, I would love to GM a game, but honestly, not sure if I have it. Tried a few times, and frankly, I just suck at it. Uh, number two, I want to complete my single mod story setting, which is a post-apocalyptic fantasy world, and then convince Wiz or Zach to GM a r- and run a show of it. Laugh out loud. And uh, finally, I also, uh, I also, as a player, want to make a charismatic, swarmy character at some point, which I've never done because it is so far away from my personality. But I think my role-playing skills have grown enough that I think I can pull it off. Good show, guys. Thanks. And I just want to weigh in about our TMNT versus Astral Drive difference. Uh, Phil Billy is on both shows here at the channel. Um, Totally agree with you guys that TMNT is fun and carefree, uh, and I really, really like that campaign, but I'm on the other side. I love the darker grittiness of Astral Drive because it forces a more cerebral mindset for me as a player, and I can feel my character, parentheses Nullis, uh, evolving and growing as uh, as a character with every session. I love it. So thank you, Phil Billy, for the comment. What do you think about that, Wiz? That's awesome, man. Uh, <laughs> super glad to, to hear Phil Billy's um, uh, New Year's resolutions as a gamer. I would love, I think he's not giving himself enough credit as far so. as a GM. I think he would be a great GM. He thinks he sucks at it. I'm pretty sure we all think we suck at it, <laughs> especially at the beginning. Um. There were so many times when, you know, I, I jumped back into the D- GM seat as an adult. I'm a grown man now trying to do this with other grown people. And mm-hmm. my wife's there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, I'm like, oh, that was so bad. And she was just like, no, it was awesome. <laughs> Phil, I think you'd be an awesome. I think you're your own worst critic there. I would love to play a game as under you as the GM. And um I also would love to. I mean, you finished that that um, that that single mod 
uh, expansion, and, yeah, and we'll I would it. be happy to GM that, man. That would be that sounds awesome. I am apocalyptic fantasy. Shit. I am gonna say this. First of all, every good GM is just an okay con artist. That's all. <laughs> that's all they are. Uh, uh, so that that's it. Uh, I will say this as well. I have been present for some of Phil's attempts at game mastering. They have not been bad. I think that he has been limited by the uh, uh, by some of the players and some of the situations that he was in at the time. Uh, not to not to speak too heavily about it, but I think that if Phil Billy like stepped to GM with us on the channel with like you and me and maybe Jackie or Brian, I think that he would do just fine. I think it would be a oh, great yeah. great session. I think it it comes a lot more from like Phil. I'm telling you, I think it comes a little bit more from your uh, your situation in your previous attempts. To game master, I also did comment on this and said that like we are we've added all this to the task list for future, <laughs> so so we will we will get to all of these things um, eventually. Eventually, we will get to all of these things. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, it's a good start to the new year then uh, for the for the show to get so much you know positivity and, mm -hmm. and energy going. Yes. Um, and so from there, should we should we jump into the yeah, let's do it. subject of today's show? I'm gonna I'm just gonna put up my You're gonna have to check this out, Wiz. On because Wiz can't see me, guys. It's just uh, I'm not along with every good GM is a con is an okay con artist, every YouTube content creator is a con artist. And uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to work any of the technology I use. I just fumble through it. But you can see this. I created this. I'm very happy with this because this is an itch game that we're doing today. Uh, so, uh, Wiz, let me just describe this to you. I printed it all off because I hate reading on the internet. It just drives me nuts. Or on my phone. So, like, I printed the whole thing off. I got some plastic sheaths uh, and a three-ring binder. And I taped the cover and the back cover to uh, the three ring binder and then just put it in three ring sheets so I have I actually have a copy of the game. <laughs> oh, dope. That is dope. Yes. That yes, is it's dope. height of nerdiness right there. Uh, <clears throat> I showed my wife it and I was like, I'm, I'm super proud of this. I know it's nerdy. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty nerdy. And I'm <laughs> glad you're happy with it. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for faking it. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, we're doing Mutants in the Now today, because guess what? I actually accomplished one of my resolutions. I got New Year I got Mutants in the Now. And th Huzzah! That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. Good start. Good start. Um. <laughs> um. I, think, I think one of the cool things we should do at the end of the year uh, for our New Year's resolution show from here on out is to check back and see how many we've accomplished over the course of the year. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. The minute I did, got this, I was like, we should go back and like see how many we checked off, you know? Got to toll the line right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of jealous. I've been reading this on uh, my, my little tablet deal, and it's fine to do that, but it's small text. Yes. Yeah. Um, or a small screen. So, 
yeah playing around with the the size of the page would definitely help and actually printing yeah. that thing off that that's not too bad that must have been i mean that's a what 130 pages my wife works for a title company <laughs> she has a printer <laughs> so, yay yeah. printer paid for by other company uh otherwise it was i actually what's funny is i made her print this off well i didn't make her i asked her to but it was a, like a 144 page thing and uh she uh she brought it home and i just i didn't want to ask her to print more off but she only brought home one copy of the character sheet and i want to pitch this as a garage game in the future uh the garage game being my impersonal game with other with other players right right and they always they it's the first thing they do when i step through the door with a game because uh, I've gotten I've gotten to play Game Master once or twice with them, and they'll be like, "Where's the character sheet?" Like, if you're not bringing yeah. character sheets, get the fuck out. And I'm like, "God, back in my day, we didn't have we just did it with notebooks, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, period." But like, yeah. So I I took it to to FedEx. It cost thirteen dollars to get them co- copies. I was like, "Okay, never again." Melissa's like, "Just ask me," and I was like, "Will, I'm sorry." Just don't want to make you do more copies. <laughs> yeah, like to that note. To be to be fair, also here, Zach. Mm-hmm. Back in back in our day, when I was playing this, my printer, my the printer we had in our house, had the ribbons up the oh, side. Oh no! Where you loaded it in and it all folded. The out ones with the noise is like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that sound like a Dalek yelling at you. Yeah. It wouldn't have been worth it to try and print off a player sheet. Do you remember taking it to the library? There was always a library and you'd have to huff your, like, it's like, I need character sheets, so I need to Or the sometimes supermarkets would have, like, like your local, like, Giant Eagle or whatever. Well, that you wouldn't know a Giant Eagle because we're in a different state, but, like... Like, your, your supermarket would have, like, a printer, and it would yeah. be, like, five cents a copy or whatever. I remember doing that when I'd have money, like, lugging the book to, like, the, the, the local library and uh, printing off copies that way. Um, Put it on the, uh, the big old uh, copy machine, fold yes. it open, yes. push it down a little bit. <laughs> and you, it, it was the shame, because back then, again, pointing this out, guys, we grew up when it wasn't cool to do this stuff. So know, you'd have yeah. to like you'd have to lug your nerd book into a public place and like hold up a line while you're printing off nerd documents and just everybody's looking at you like I have to print off my taxes. Would you get your story yeah. crap out of here? You know the uh, the uh, aged librarians looking at side eyeing you the entire time, <laughs> silently judging you. Right? The librarians did. I don't. Oh, I mean, they like, did. They did. Maybe they're nicer now, but in my day, I felt very judged. Yes, every librarian judged me, especially my school librarian, because I would play these games through like the old school like message board games that oh, you yeah. get to play. So I would set that we would our all the nerds in our school would set them up, and then that's what we would do during library time. <laughs> we'd just go yeah. on, we'd go on and check our message boards for nerd stuff. Um, all right, well, we have digressed already. New year, new yeah. digression. So we're talking about this game today, um, and I was very excited about this game um, because, okay, so 
I've been trying to purchase more games off itch because I love itch. I think the game, the, 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 the quality of games there is really interesting. They're very diverse and I want to push itch a lot more than drive through. So looking at more games off itch, um, I have a wish list that I want to get games for. This was one of them. It was, uh, I think it was on sale for like $14 when I got it. Uh, it was my Christmas present to myself and, um, uh, uh, one of the big reasons I was looking at it is I was looking, and, and, and in this way it kind of failed me, is I was looking for a simpler way to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, because anybody who watches our Stump <laughs> stream, yeah. uh, the game is really fun. It's really <laughs> fun. The problem is it was made in the 80s, and it... It is definitely rough at times. Uh, it's very easy for people to not understand what their bonuses are because you have to look in like 13 different places uh, to not understand. You know what I mean? The, the yeah. rules are very crunchy. They're very crunchy. And uh, it's very easy to miss things or mark something down and forget you marked it down or what that is and then not factor it in. Uh, Phil Billy's even have that problems. And, and he's an experienced player with us, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of Phil Billy's jam. Like, yeah, he's... yeah, it's crunch, and and this game has so much crunch that it's easy to kind of get lost in it. Uh, so my my goal was to find a game that like had the same feel of TMNT and other strangeness without being TMNT and other strangeness. I failed that. This thing has so much goddamn crunch, Wiz. It is crunchy, 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 crunchy. Um. That being said, I'm excited to talk about it because it has, whoever did this was definitely like a super big fan of TMNT and other strangeness. They saw the problems that TMNT and other strangeness has. And while this is very crunchy, in a lot of ways, it's almost one for one compatible with the original TMNT and other strangeness. Yeah. And, and it fixes a lot of the problems that I jury rigged. If, if you watch our stream, I had a control that I jury-rigged. I had to uh, jury-rig in the advancement system in a weird way. This kind of fixes all of those issues, which I thought was interesting. And so and so to, to your point on the crunchiness, mm -hmm. so this is a crunchier, like it is is on par with the crunchy aspect yes. if you're looking at sheer numbers aspect yes. of uh, the original... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm -hmm. Other Strangeness from the 80s, classic, um, crunchy as hell 80s game. Mm -hmm. It's on par with it. I would, looking at this, so when I, when I first read the, the even the first few pages, the thing that, that really got me down, or I my big critique of TMNG and Other Strangeness, was how it was written. Yes. And yeah. this is so clean oh um yeah. mutants in the now fixed my biggest problem with tmnt because i don't really mind crunchiness like i mm -hmm. like there's there's a certain aspect you're a D &D guy i really enjoy you I gotta like it. crunchy if you're a D, &D guy <laughs> right exactly you do you do and and i am and so <laughs> um but the thing that killed me man like that book was written hard it was mm -hmm. hard to read it was hard to get through um, the, I feel like the guy that wrote this felt the exact same way yep. and was like, 
I'm fixing that right now. Yep. I am fixing how this book is written. I am rewriting it so it is easy to read. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I'm glad we started in this place because there's a lot of things I want to talk about in this game that this game does differently. It's really cool. But uh, uh, yeah, they, the, the writer of this definitely was like, I love this game. I hate the way it's written. I'm going to streamline it, but I'm going to keep it basically the same. So like, and, it, and I'll say it, in some ways, Mutants in the Now is crunchier than TMNT. Uh, I, it, if I'm making a full character, not an NPC character, in Mutants in the Now, it takes me twice as long as making a character in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness. Um, it's a very crunchy process. Uh, that being said, it it's also because it covers everything. So there's no question. There's a reason that the character sheet is five pages because everything on that character sheet is everything you're ever going to need to know ever about your character. And like that's something that I really enjoy about it. Uh, there's how many times have we had to stop play in TMNT and go, what's our bonus? What's that person's bonus? Yeah. What are we using? What are we doing? Whereas with Mutants in the Now, it is all very, like, it is it is answered on that character sheet. Just flip through till you find the right thing, and it's there. And uh, I think that, like, it's just, it takes a really long time to get that character sheet done. And uh, right. I, I think that, like, but yeah, it's streamlined. It's streamlined. It fixes a lot of the issues. It... Uh, I, I, there's definitely some things I don't like about it compared to TMNT, which I'm sure we'll discuss. But uh, but yeah, on the writing, it is written so much cleaner. It's so easy to read, and it goes. It it's one thing I also like about it is whenever I write a game, um, like single mod, I try and write the game in the order in which I would be doing the things in the game. So I start with an introduction, then I start with character creation. Then I go from character creation into like character customization. Then I go from character customization to the basic play, the basic idea of the dice. Then combat, then equipment. Well, then advancement, then equipment, then anything else. That's how this is written. Combat is like the like combat is like the eighth chapter or something, which is great. You and you have an understanding by the time you get to combat, you're like, I know how this is gonna work. Like you're right. like it's you've gotten through it all, and I, I really appreciate the way that this book is written. Very cleanly, very straightforward, and very through. You know, for sure. And like, you know, one one thing I want to point out is that uh, to to give some grace to the past, mm-hmm. um, TM and uh, came out in what eighty uh, four, I think. Oh, uh, I will look it up, but I believe it's '84. It was it was early mid '80s. Yes, I believe. Keep talking. And it was '85. '85. '85. One, one okay. year away. Um, it was powerhouse when it came out, but mm-hmm. we got to recognize that that was kind of the pioneer times mm-hmm. of, of of gaming, TTRPG. Yeah. yeah, you know. They haven't been around for that long. Uh, people hadn't been tinkering and thinking about this since they were, you know, we've been thinking about this stuff since we were 12. Yes. You know, yeah. the the men that were making this were like, hey, this is kind of fun and cool. Mm-hmm. We kind of played this a little, something like this when we were kids, but we're doing our own thing now. And and so they, they the, it was uh, the beginning. It, it was, you know, the old school DOS version of, of these types of games, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and this is kind of the natural progression. This is the child of that game. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's 100% right. I mean, they didn't, when they were inventing TMNT and even D&D and all those old school ones, they didn't have, there was nothing, there was no reference. It was just like, this is what we're trying to do. Let's do it, you know? And yeah. uh, I think that, like, now you have that where they can look at it and go, this is what that game was. This is what was wrong about it. We can move on with it, you know? Um, exactly. Yeah, where where do you want to move to next? Because I definitely want to get into some of the some of the crunchiness of this game. Before we, I want I think the thing that makes the most sense is to go into character creation. Okay. Uh, probably kind of just go through it the same exactly the way that you just described is step by step <laughs> through through you know like well, the various aspects. And there's there's no way we're going to be able to get into everything because this is a big meaty book. But uh, right, it is very similar to Turtles but expounded. Uh, one thing I really enjoy right off the bat is there are way more animals in this book. Way more animals. Like, comparatively, I think there's something like 50 to 60 more animals that you could potentially end up being. They even have certain animals that have, like, different breeds of animal and how that power those powers... Uh, plus, the powers are much more concise. Uh, they also account for everything that goes into an animal, not just... Not just a couple of things, you know. Um, right. One of the things I found really interesting is you have to spend goop to actually change your diet as an animal in this game, uh, which is, a, again, a little bit more crunchy than your original turtles. In turtles, uh, you're only worrying about like whether you have thumbs, whether you walk upright, whether you could talk of what you look like. In this, you also have to worry about, like, uh, what do you eat? Like, what do you breathe? Like, uh, stuff like that. And what's interesting is if you start as an animal that's, like, aquatic, you have to you have to make sure you allocate those goops so that you can be on land and be walking around. I think that's really interesting. Goop being their ooze or their bio-e right. points. And, and for those who, who aren't super familiar with the TMNT uh, original game, it's a really cool mechanic. We talked mm -hmm. about it in the past on, on our show that was dedicated to how this the TMNT game worked. Mm -hmm. It's a cool mechanic for character creation where you take an animal and you have a certain amount of points that, mm -hmm. you know, in this case it's goop for this yeah. game. Yeah. That you use to evolve that and mutate that animal into a mutant fighting yeah. ninja yeah. creature or whatever kind of mutant you want to be. What's really funny too is uh, I think when we were doing the turtle one, you had pointed out uh, um, that your kind of in your head cannon, it was like how much you were exposed to the ooze is how much bioenergy you had, and that's why it made more sense that if you were smaller, you would be exposed more to, you know, bioe than like if you were larger. That's actually the mechanic in this. Like that's how the the person definitely looked at the other one and wrote it. You know, the the they even say like the mechanic of how much you're exposed to is how much goop you have. Um, Again, uh, same thing with size level and stuff. One thing I really also enjoyed is uh, they have uh, you do four d six for all your main stats, uh, so random roll. But you get to uh, you get a certain number of takebacks depending on whether you're going to be going in as a group or as a solo character, and then those takebacks allow you to re-roll your stats if you don't like the rolls. But one thing that I thought was cool is you can actually save them and re-roll origin rolls, too, because everything's mm -hmm. random. It's all about the random, just like old TMNT. 
Um, and that's a really cool aspect of the character creation that I thought was cool as well. And I think that is actually like like a perfect uh, look at the old school games from the 80s and the new games that are out today. Um, because those that, that kind of rough, hardcore, like you roll your character, you live with your character, mm-hmm. very prevalent back in the day. Today, yeah. there's a lot more leaning towards flexibility on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And instead of just saying, okay, you can just pick your character and roll your attributes and whatever, um, this gives you a built-in mechanic for adjustment, which is more consistent with the mm-hmm. uh, gameplay styles that we see today. Yeah. I uh, Another thing that I really like about the animal stuff that they do is uh, they have way more animal traits and way more things that functionally... Uh, change the game. I felt like in Turtles, as much as I love it, like I said, uh, there's a lot of times where you'd roll an animal and there was just nothing to that animal. You know, they didn't have any powers. It was just, this is the animal you are. Whereas in this game, every animal has something to it. Like some sort of weird, cool thing. We were, uh, when I did take it to the garage game just to show everybody, everybody was randomly rolling up their animals just to like see what they'd get. Uh, One of the guys rolled up a hamster and you'd think the hamster sucks. Hamster has a unique ability that's basically like a bag of holding in their mouth. Yes. Which is cool as hell. It's cool as hell. <laughs> uh, somebody rolled up a turkey, and the turkey had an ability that was like, it was like Sonic because of the gobble or something like that. There, there oh, was a cockroach that's basically unkillable. I think that like stuff like that's really cool. They have a lot of just powers and abilities to, to attach to your animals in this so that you never really feel like you got a bum, uh, a bum rap. That, that's one of the cool things is a lot of people rolled like, really weird animals and at first you could see they were like oh i rolled that and then when i would read off what they would get from it they were like that's cool i could work with that i had one guy got a golden retriever he's like i don't want a golden retriever then i read off that like you're you basically have charisma powers over people because you're cute and like that right there was like oh he's like oh i could work with that and i i feel like that's really cool you know that is that is cool and you know what i I could be wrong, but Mm -hmm. in the mindset of a a creator, I feel like the person wrote out an animal, had a a couple of boxes underneath it and said, I'm filling these boxes with animal traits that Mm -hmm. are useful and cool. Yeah. Period. It's going to get done. Yeah. No matter what. And he wouldn't let it go. Yeah. Without a doubt. Those boxes. Without a doubt. That didn't necessarily happen necessarily with the TMNT. There were some cool animal traits, but not every single person didn't necessarily want every single animal. You could, and and there were certain animals that didn't always make sense to me too. There were some animals where it was like this animal would have this and it didn't have it, you know. And then other animals, like, like, uh, uh, what is it? Like octopi can regenerate. Can't they regenerate their tentacles? I thought or something like that. But either way, they can like flexibly push themselves through places. That they couldn't push yeah. themselves through. There's videos all over the internet of that. There's nothing like that in TMNT, whereas this has it. I think that, like, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. And to just continue with that, um, the way they do the skills is so much better. So TMNT, you had skills. And all of them were grumped together. Weapon proficiencies, combat styles, and skills. They were all grouped together. So you could take a skill, and that skill would just give you one-time bonuses. There was no percentage to it. 
whereas other skills were percentages for roles that you needed. Um, yeah. This game, the skills have percentages, period. You get to pick a fighting style. The fighting style is how you level up. It has a ton of different fighting styles in here, each with their own abilities and powers of how you manipulate combat, which I thought was really cool. And then um, and then proficiencies is a whole different thing. So like, and, and even better, the percentage is not based on how, what the skill, because in TMNT, it's like arbitrary. Like if you take Prowl at level one, it's 65%, period, you know, or 45% or something like that. With this game, it's based on the skills or the stats that come off of it. And that was something that was huge to me because in TMNT, the stats, a lot, there are a lot of stats where you're like, oh, this is going to matter. And then it doesn't matter that much. You know, you look right. at like, Intelligence, like I added the control modifier when we're playing TMNT online, but intelligence doesn't really do anything. It gives you a little percentage bump to your skills. And after that, there's no use for it whatsoever. Whereas with this game, every stat correlates to your skills in some way, shape, or form and gives you certain bonuses uh, to the point where there's much better synergy with that than the TMNT had, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that helps lean in, I think, to two really important aspects of this type of game. The first mm -hmm. being um, being able to build a dynamic group environment, which I think this game actually works really well yeah. for some of the character creation in the beginning. Actually even has rules. If you're, think about the type of mm -hmm. group and party you're building and, and plan out you know, your strategy as when you're rolling these characters up how to balance your characters out with each other so everybody has a role everybody has something they're good at um and so and because you're gonna have some things that you're maybe not so good at uh -huh. um but that makes it a little bit easier because not everybody some people might have like really high intelligence and that plays really well into that party member yep um whereas that isn't necessarily going to be the case if uh -huh. you know intelligence really doesn't do anything that much in standard gameplay yeah. like it did in the 80s team and T version. Yeah, yeah, and um you can have that dynamic. I think you can also play it by yourself. There's also rules for acquiring skills that you don't necessarily have, which really wasn't there in TMNT. Um and, and but but the character creation right off the bat is like are you going to be a character by yourself? Are you going to be a character in a group but you have a lot of different animals, or are you like a straight-up family of animals like TMNT was? Um, and there are different character creation rules for all of those, uh, depending on the take-back thing, which we had talked about in the beginning, because depending on which one of those you pick is how much take-backs you get, and in certain ones you have to kind of share the take-backs between the group, which right off the bat kind of like pushes that, um, that teamwork mentality. Um, right. I really want to talk about the, the 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 dice rolling mechanics in this now, if that's all right with you. Yeah, let's jump into it. Okay, the coolest thing this game does, in my opinion, hands down, bar none, is how they do criticals and advantages in this game. Uh, I think that for, for it relies on it. It relies on advantage, disadvantage, uh, and you're you're probably wondering how do you do this? Because again, this is like TMNT. You have a percentage for your skills. You're trying to roll under that percentage on percentile dice uh, for most of your non-combat rolls. Your combat rolls are a d20 
you roll on a d20 to try and hit things, right? Um, and then there are damage dice that you use for weapons and whatnot. The damage dice is something we'll talk about in a little bit, but the way they do crits is so cool and advantages. So you can have advantage, which is 2d20s, take the best. You can also have disadvantage, which is 2d20s, take the worst. Uh, just like normal D&D. The way they do disadvantage and advantage in percentile dice is if you have advantage in the roll, you get to pick the lower number as your 10 spot. If you have disadvantage, you have to take the higher number as your 10 spots. And then you're wondering, how do you do crits there? Because a 0-1 is almost never going to happen. It's not a 0-1, it's doubles. You roll a 55, a 45, but you pass, but with doubles. That's so cool. That is just so fucking cool. I love when somebody uses dice and manipulates them in a new and different way. And I've never seen a game do percentiles like this. Not saying they're not out there. It's just for me, in my experience with games, I have never seen a game do percentile dice with advantages and disadvantages in such a cool, sleek way. And and let's let's look at that for a second here, because if you think think about it, um, if it's doubles. Mm-hmm. Then you generally are going to have a, basically a ten percent chance of hitting a, a crit. Yeah, You're getting it like the the yeah the crit. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's going to essentially be probably yeah, a little you, bit less, press, but yeah, yeah, I guess it would in be that in that vein, because you're never going to have a hundred percent to pass. <laughs> So, like, if you're only rolling a 45%, if you're only trying to roll under a 45%, it's going to be a lot lower because you only have three shots at your doubles, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But still, I see what you're saying. Like, you're still right around on par with the D20, you know? Yeah. And rolling that 20. Um, It's a good use of of D10s and percentile Mm -hmm. dice, which... You know, there aren't that many games that use percentile dice, which I think is a little bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, percentile, like, everybody understands 1 through 100%. Mm-hmm. It's a really easy way to expand upon everything. Yeah. Because it's just, what are your chances? Out of about 100%, what are your chances of doing whatever? Um and I'm, so I'm really glad that they're they didn't get rid of that in this in this edition or in this version of of this mutation centric game and and yeah that's that's it's it's a cool cool use cool keeping it in and I really like that a lot. Yeah, I think so. I I also just love the way they do advantage because uh, they kept referring to advantage and disadvantage. I'm like. How the hell are they going to do advantage and disadvantage when 90% of the rolls are going to be percentile? And then that that flip the dice thing is just like, that's yeah. awesome. That's freaking awesome. And it even carries into character creation, too, because, like, it you can, like, uh, take, like, the higher or lower result of other certain things when you're creating your character in that way. And I just, I don't know, I just love the way they did um the way they do the percentile, it's real sleek. It's real straightforward. It's just, it's just so the way they do the rolling is just so good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, let's see. So what we talked about creating the our, our mutation, our mm-hmm. the huge animal uh, guide, the number of of qualities that these creatures have. Mm-hmm. 
Um, is there anything else that really stood out to you that you really liked? I have some nitpicks, but uh, as far as really likes, um, I do like the way they do... I, I both like and dislike how they do damage. And how they do damage and how they do okay. uh, stuff. Because, again, they're, they're kind of trying to take the bonuses out. So every stat you have in this game has just a flat, like, I think it's something like plus one to plus five. Uh, and when you're attacking, depending on your attack, you're adding two of those stats together. And then that's that. It's d20 plus that, that number, period. Um, but, uh, um... So in a lot of ways, they take out all those weird pluses. Uh, we, we we discussed that earlier in the show. TMNT has a lot of, like, this guy has a plus 8 here, but a plus 7 here, but a plus 6 here, you know, depending yeah. on what's happening. Like, he's got a plus 9 to strike with a weapon, but he's got a plus 8 to strike with his hands, but he's got a plus 2 to strike with this, you know, and, and that gets really complicated and convoluted and hard to keep track of in the moment. Immunes in the now, they take that out, and they do that with damage, too. Uh, how it works is you have a damage dice from your strength, based on whatever your strength is. You have a damage dice from your size, whatever your size is. And then you have a damage dice from your weapon, whatever your weapon is, uh, if, you're, if you're talking about close combat. Um, and then, so if you hit, you roll those three dice, you know? So, like, a uh, good example would be... Um, Gotta find the charts here, and that's a lot of dice to be, you know, playing with. And to be honest, the, I mean, like, it's it's not hard to read dice. Uh, it is hard to add up a bunch of shit on the fly. Um, it is. And so, like, when you're rolling a bunch of dice and you just like look at the those those mm. numbers real quick, yeah, you can pop that off together. It keeps gameplay moving real quick. Yeah. Um, also, so, everybody loves rolling dice. Right. That's so one of the reasons why we play this game. Yeah, so your average like 14, I would say. You got a D10 from strength. Uh, then your average weight would be... Uh, well, not your average weight. Your average size level would be around a, like a 7 or an 8. That gives you a... Uh, sorry about that. That gives you a D8. Oh, I'm sorry, a D6. And then depending on your weapon, you're going to get a D something. You know, 4 yeah. through 12. Uh, and then you roll them all together to do your damage. I think that's really cool. Uh, they also have some really cool um, resistances with that. Um, mm, yeah, the resistance is one of the things I liked about this quite a bit. I really like the resistance. So, like, if you, you usually have a resistance between one and three. Uh, and then depending on whatever that is, if a die on damage rolls under that, it doesn't deal damage. So if you've got yeah. 3d6 and you roll three threes and the person you're attacking has a resistance of three, they take no damage. Uh, which yeah. I think is a really cool way of doing that. Um, the only thing, the nitpicky thing I think about, they, they have an AC. And I, I think it's just so boring to not let the person who's defending roll. I think it's just so much more ramp and tension. It makes you feel that defense, so to speak. But with mm -hmm. this, there is a, it's like 10 plus 2 of your bonus scores... Uh, and that's your that's your number to hit. And if somebody rolls under that with their roll, they hit you. And I mean, it's not necessarily unbalanced because you have a lot of damage. You have the the shit score, which I know what they were doing there. They had like yeah, I don't know what it, it's like. They looked <laughs> it's like they looked at PP and they're like, well, we gotta have some sort of score that means something. 
Uh, when I read that, the first thing that popped in my head was you making that joke every you know time you talk about physical pr- um, Ph- prowess. Physical right? prowess, physical... yeah. PP. The PP. And, and it was like, oh, oh, you mother. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. I was like, seriously? Because it's not even the same score. It's uh, instead of SDC, it's structural structural harm that's temporary or something like that the threshold structural i'm reading yeah, it right threshold. here like, structural yeah. harm threshold or sht shit you guys <laughs> ridiculous uh but that's your kind of sdc and you get a lot of that you get a lot of that you get a lot of hit points you have a lot of damage to soak up like they're going to be throwing big bombs at you before you die it's just i feel like you get into that zone of trading punches which i hate but I think it's balanced a little bit with all the moves that you can do. Like, depending on your style, there's so many different ways to fight. There's counter punchers, there's counters, there's all sorts of different... Like, if you get into the combat, there's so many different types of moves and actions that you can do in combat, depending on what your fighting style is, that it, it kind of fixes that a little bit, you know? Yeah, that helps out, um the the uh resistance aspect um that definitely adds a lot of dynamics to a fight um Mm -hmm. because if if your character per se is fighting somebody who has a resistance then that's when you kind of uh strategize a little bit in the moment in role play with your other players like hey you know like my sword's not hitting it why don't you come over here with your your bow staff and knock it out right right yeah i I do also think what's weird about this one, and it'll take play to really find out, I feel like uh, physical combat is actually a little bit more severe in this one than ranged combat. Uh, which is, I can see that. Which is, yeah, which is weird. I mean, and in a lot of ways, that's... In a lot of ways, that's how I do my games. Uh, you know, like, it's, it's harder to... Uh, like, even though the, you, you think of getting shot, you're dead. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, like, the balancing act of it. You know, like... Like, I am more likely to survive one person shooting me once with a low-caliber bullet than somebody hitting me with a sword. You know? Like... like right. Whereas, so that's how I kind of try and think about it. Even though, like... I mean, you're probably going to be dead in both cases. But uh, but if somebody shoots you and you, you don't... It, it's a smaller thing. It does a ton of damage to you internally. But, like, if somebody hits you with a sword... You're, it's gonna, you're fucking done. Yeah. So like, uh, it's yeah. kind of how I try and do stuff there too. So I don't necessarily hate that. I just want to see how that's played. Uh, the other thing is too, I've read it three times and I feel like movement's broken, but I, I also feel like I don't understand it right away. Cause like there's a whole aspect where they're like, you can move 75 feet in a round. And I'm like, that's not, that's too much feet. I, I gotta be reading this wrong. So like. I gotta yeah. go back through that and reread it. But overall, like my my biggest complaint, and it's funny because in the garage game, uh, another guy who uh, who who plays with us, uh, I straight up told him I was like, "There's a thing in that game you're gonna hate." And he's like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "I'm not telling you because I want I want to I want you to vote for it." He's probably gonna listen to this and know now, but he hates AC too. He likes the dodge roll, and I I'm with him on that. I'm with him on that because. You want to ramp up that feel of an actual fight. You know what I mean? And, sure. the, and the dice rolls are your actions, like your physical actions. That's how you, the person, is reacting without actually punching or dodging somebody. 
at the core essence of things. It's one of the biggest problems I have with D&D is because it doesn't feel like that sword fight because it feels like I'm hitting you with a sword. I did this much damage. You're hitting me with a sword. Yeah. I did this much damage. There's, I'm hitting you with a sword. A you have to fill in there mm -hmm. yes. like with your imagination right. without ever saying it, without it being part of the right. game. There's a right. blank of like swing. Now I have to imagine what it looks like when right. I miss as right. opposed to them rolling and being like, caught it on the sword you know right like, or whatnot well and the thing is too i mean some of this is game mastering and playing stuff you know what i mean yeah. so some of this is, is on them i'm not going to say it's not but if you want to prime somebody's imagination key them to it you know what i mean you're not connected to an ac you're not connected to the, the protection score from this game you're not connected to just a score that's there that they failed to beat you're connected to an action you have to do. It's kind of like a very mental, like, like you have to force the person, like, I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't be taking an AC and filling in the, like, ah, oh, this is how I defended, this is how I dodged. I'm just saying it is going to be easier for that person to think of it that way if they have to actually do something, if they have to participate in the role, in the activity. Uh, and that's something that, like, it's one of the reasons that I've just always thought like roll versus roll is superior to an AC or a defense rating or something like that. Is it's just it primes that imagination to feel the moment and do something with it. You know, I do, I do, I definitely see what you're saying. Um, it definitely makes sense to me. Uh, I do see both sides of it. To yeah. be honest with you. I mean, I could um, argue against myself. Is, yeah, it it does having AC does streamline the speed. Yep, yep. Um, you can pop, pop, pop a lot between players, particularly um, when when you're not dealing. You can also like get through and end in death a mm -hmm. bit faster when yeah. it's an AC situation uh, because there's less chance of you know somebody just getting a hot streak, the mm -hmm. GM getting a hot streak. And blocking every single hit yeah. that, the, that they're throwing at you. Um, I completely so concur there's, with there's, that. There's good, there's... Yeah, there's good and bad. I completely concur about that. I, you know, I could have immediately argued that against myself. I think that, especially with games like this and D and D, where it's extremely crunchy, uh, so you've yeah. got a lot of other mechanics that you're already going to be thinking about. Uh, it makes that that roll so much faster. To, to move to yeah. the next thing, you know? Um, so I get that. I, you want a, a more streamlined process on a game with so much that you've got to think about, you know? At the yeah. same time, you know, my, my reasoning for it is the whole, like, priming your brain to it, you know? But, uh, again, yeah. the other thing is, too, my system is a lot simpler than this system in D&D. It's much more simpler and easy to process so it doesn't need that streamlining so like i kind of get it on both ends you know yeah yeah there's a lot that goes into game design yeah <laughs> you know? because yeah. i mean like it really is it's not it's not an easy thing to do mm. to make these things but no. you're you're absolutely like like right in single mod you know there is that balance of you know both people rolling but at the same time the modifiers are so straightforward so simple so quick and the combat is so quick it doesn't yeah. matter you're still going to end in death quickly yeah you're not yeah. you're not holding up the you're not having like a two session long battle right between two guys right right 
Yeah, yeah, I will agree. I mean, we <laughs> there have been some single mod off-camera fights that lasted way longer than they should have. There's one guy that I played with in the garage game because we play a John Wick game. Every gunfight this guy is in, it is like two and a half hours. No joke. It is just constant. Like, I don't know what his problem is. He cannot hit. They can't hit him. And it's just this constant. <laughs> it's like, at first it's cool because nobody's hitting. And you're like, this is a John Wick fight. And then 10 years and you're like, yeah, he blocks the gun and it shoots up. And then you block the gun and it shoots up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, but, but yeah, he, he cannot have a fast fight and get it done to save his life. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall. Yeah, yeah. All right, should we start getting into the nitpicks? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, you've heard a couple of mine already. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Nitpicks? Okay, well, this is a, a minor nitpick of yeah. mine. Um, it's not as big of a deal. It doesn't even have to do with really the gameplay as much as in anything else. Um, in the original game that this is very clearly a, a love a love mm -hmm. letter to, uh, a very, very well-crafted. My big issue was the readability. That was the biggest thing that killed me about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Um, the TTRPG. It, it was the readability of this thing, being able to go through it and jump back and forth. They fixed that. 100% mm -hmm. they fixed that here. Yeah. But... I have old man eyes. <laughs> and the print on this thing. It's rough. Oh, it's tiny. It's rough. It's rough. It is tiny. And so this is this is this is like an aesthetic nitpick. The most minor of nitpicks I can give is an aesthetic nitpick. It's not that big of a deal. It's not gonna impact gameplay. Uh, my first nitpick though is you know, just reading through it, it it makes me tired because my eye strain is is a little bit higher than I feel like it needs to be. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, it's on white. It's just straight typewriter type. Uh, and, and they have a lot of, like, weird, like, splash designs in the background that make it even harder, that kind of blend in with the writing. Um, it is a very meaty 134 pages. There's a lot of words in there. And yeah. I think that, like... Uh, I, I could totally see that. I can totally see that issue with it. I, I I would I would second it without without question. Without question. Um My nitpicks. Uh I mean you've already heard my biggest ones, which is the AC, obviously. Um I would actually say that the advancement and the movement. They're the two things that I just cannot I've read it three times and I don't understand. Like I mean, first of all, I love that their advancement has a system for getting new skills. Totally cool with that. Right. Uh, they also have rules for what you do when you're untrained in a skill. Great. Because uh, you just roll it with disadvantage. Oh, my God. Genius. Thank you. Um, yep. But uh, Not that hard. Not well, that they hard. They didn't do it, but yeah. they did it. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Part of me wants to just do that in TMNT aside from, like, the control that's future future us problems right. but like that they have this weird like mark the skills system and spend your advancements on the marking system and what's marked and what's not 
I feel like it's overcomplicated, and like I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. I know I, I can advance in this game. I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how I advance and what I advance at what time. You know, and okay. uh, that's a little frustrating to me. And of course, the movement. Uh, they even say in the movement sec, the very small movement section, that movement isn't a prime concern for them in this game. Uh, that you should just be able to reach wherever you need to reach. But like. That's fine, but I wrote up a character, and I'm pretty sure that character's move then is 75 feet in a round. There's a sprint action where I can double that. I don't know what game in the world would let me move 150 feet in a round. So, I mean, what about that flash? Yeah. No, no, it was not. It was like, it was an orca. (laughs) It's a a killer whale character. Which I granted he's bigger, so he's gonna have a bigger stride now that I've given him legs. But like, 150 feet? Are you fucking nuts? Like, I I've read it three times. I'm like, this has to be wrong. But every time I read it, I'm like, this is the number that comes out. So like, I've yeah. got to be missing something in there. If that's really the movement, I'm still blaming this on user error. But if that's really the amount of movement that they give you in that game, it's insane and asinine. It shouldn't be that way. It completely invalidates ranged characters in any way, shape, or form. It's like it's 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 so it like it's so wrong with how good the rest of the game is, or at least how mechanically appropriate the rest of the game is that like it's it's like glaring it's glaring that um honestly that actually kind of leads really well into my actual nitpick of the actual okay. mechanic thing that kind of was a little hard for me and i got it but i had to keep i have to stop and really think about it every time i like read it and i read okay. the rule that says it it's it's this and it's tied in it's used in creating the the speed and it's this thing that they did where you have your you roll your number and then you roll your percentile and then you what was it like that's the percent doubled or in like increased so basically like if you roll your you roll a 12 i think was the first example they showed of this right you roll a 12 and then you roll your percentile and it's a hundred percent so then now it's 24 because you add a hundred percent right to that 12 right and i don't know like every time i read that through it was like okay wait what i have to roll this and i could just see myself as a as a gm trying to explain this to a brand new player to this system and them just like blast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I really, there's much simpler ways to do those things, even in the confines of a very crunchy game that I I feel like, I really feel like advancement was just like, they put way like, dude, just level it and you can level up two things and you're done. I don't know why you're doing all these weird marking. If you use it or you fail it thing, uh, like there's a bunch of them, like there's a whole system for like, if you fail a skill, you mark it and then you have to pay for it before you pay other things. And it's just like, why just like, give me advancements and call it a day. You know, it's very confusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of parts where it's like, I almost felt like they went too far in the confusing way. Um, yeah. So that would be my nitpickiest. Fortunately- for most of those things that I was confused are for, 
wasn't for in in situations of actual gameplay. Yeah. Um, you know, leveling up typically takes place sort of outside of gameplay. Uh, maybe at the beginning of a session, maybe at the end of a session. Uh, but it's not really in the middle of running around, having an adventure. Yeah. Um, so th- there is that saving grace to a certain degree. I do want to just give two last shout-outs before I know we're probably about ready to start wrapping this thing up. But uh, two last shout-outs to the system that I do enjoy over TMNT. It gives you rules for minions, which TMNT, that's one of the worst parts about TMNT is like every fight with anybody is an epic fight. Like even the Fez Ninjas that I know you're going to beat is still like, it's a whole session, you know. Um, This one has like, hey, these guys are nothing. This is how you beat them, you know. And they have rules for like knocking people out quickly without necessarily, uh, without, while still using their stats to the fullest. Uh, they also have a good way because one thing that while I was making a character in this, I was like, dude, NPCs for this is going to be a nightmare. I can't, I cannot consider making, and they have rules where it's like, all right, if you're a GM, this is how you make a, an NPC character. Don't worry about any of that shit. Here's what you need to have an NPC character. Just make it this way. Uh, and, and it'll be simple. And I was like, oh, okay, this is way cooler, way easier than like, the because the the character creation is meaty meaty thing, and I was just sitting there like I oh man if I want to make legal created characters this is gonna be hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of my time to make up bad guys but they have a way to just like yeah you just need these two and these and then you're good you know uh, yeah. and I, I appreciated that yeah th- looking out for the uh, the GM there yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, I got one shout-out I want to throw out there for this. Um, you know, I loved uh, TMNT. Uh, first time I played it was with you. The first time I read it was with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it brought me back to my childhood. It brought me back. To, I loved the Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. Yeah. I loved the IP. I love the, the nature of that game. When you read the book, it feels like the 80s. Um it's rough read, <laughs> but yeah. it's still, there's just this style to it that yeah. I love that is recreated here. Yes. Uh, lovingly. Love, lovingly, yeah. Well done. It's it's executed. This this writer knew how to write this book. Uh, that was, I mean, that really means a lot to me uh, looking back at my childhood and just, it's an enjoyable mm. I maybe have to squint a little bit because I got old man eyes now, but <laughs> it's an enjoyable experience. I'm smiling as I read this book because it feels like the 80s. They have these little like uh, little like segments in there that at the very beginning. I don't know if you you remember the little memo from the company that created the the um, the goop. Oh um, no! Yeah, they do have a ton of stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, little, the, little the flare, things. little flares. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, jokes thrown in for the fans. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. freaking awesome. I love it. I I will say this uh, to the remaster to the to the TMNT and other strangeness remaster Kickstarter that's already funded uh, and coming. <laughs> you need to read this book. You need to read this book before you remaster yours because this is the way to write yours better. Uh, so like. Like they are, this is a remaster of TMNT and other strangeness, in my opinion, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So like, 
Obviously, don't do the same thing, but you need to look at this book and be like, oh, use it as a template for how to write yours, you know? Uh, so I'm, I'm fingers crossed that they get it right this time. Or at very least, hook up with this writer. Yes. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He loves the IP. Yeah. He knows Julian K, because he put his name in big, bold print right there on the Julian K is mutants in the now. I should have done that <laughs> on all my yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> Zachariah Van Slider's single mod. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so all right i i think we're just about done here man yeah yeah well um one thing we should definitely mention before we wrap up the mm -hmm. mutants in the now review is that you and i are planning on doing a character creation session mm -hmm. here on sanctorum uh where we can kind of break first time we've ever done that yeah, I like I like this type of. We have a lot of different types of episodes here on the Sanctorum that I find. Like we've got the the game reviews, like we just did. We started doing those. We've got other like TTRPG things that we talked about the the specific topics. But I like the idea of like certain episodes just being like we take a system and we make characters in it on like screen live. You know? Yeah. Show show people what it is we're talking about as we create it. Yeah, I think it would be really cool. This will be the first one of those. I think we could do that in other games too, you know, uh, in the future, if people enjoy it. But yeah, I think then in two weeks you'll see our episode where we create characters in Mutants in the Now. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then if, right. if I might plug a little bit, if that's all right with you, uh, yes, at some point in the near future, me and Wiz are going to be back at the one-shot action, and we're going to play with those characters you see us create in Mutants in the Now, and we're going to game master each other in 15-minute chunks uh, back and forth. I'm really excited about that. On the TTRPG front, we also have, uh, just this week, we'll have, when you're watching this, it'll already be out, Astral Drive Returned. Uh, TMNT and other the Stump Gang, TMNT and other Strangeness, the Stump Gang returned. Uh, both of those happened in the same week. Good God! Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, please check those out. And then I have uh, I I want to say this right now: the Doctor Who, the Second Resolution. We are in the process of getting it done. We have set. Uh, I have already set the first recording. Uh, we have made characters. There's a session zero, not up for you guys to watch. This is just going to be between us. But we discuss the system. We discuss the si the setting. Everybody has created their proverbial characters. So that will be coming later this year. Uh, I'm I'm hoping in a, a few months or so we'll be able to get through. Okay, perfect. Um, and uh, a few plugs on my end. Uh, Wizards Respite is a website where I write all things CTRPG. I will post all of these videos up there. You can see our back catalog up there. I also am uh, posting some some T-shirts with TTRPG themed uh, graphics on it. Actually, this one you're gonna if, if you're on YouTube. Yeah, you can go for it. This, you can kind of see it a little bit there. Right it's there, of course. It does say imagination, uh, but uh, yes. TTRPG, dice-themed uh, t-shirts, all things like that. I got a few more coming out pretty soon. I'm going to try and really knock out some, at least one new design every two weeks. Harder oh, than cool. it sounds. We'll see how it goes. Oh, that's cool. I love that, and I will be getting the t-shirts as soon as I get paid. At least one. I haven't purchased one yet, but I want to purchase one. I'm excited about that. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I think, our, yeah, I think we got go it. Yeah, we're done.
All right. Well, for everybody out there, keep rolling them dice. Bye. <laughs>